Hey Trenders, welcome back to another episode of Trendy. This episode's a little bit late, but hopefully it'll be our best one yet. We have Trends with Friends with our dear Dr. Anthony Corey. You can see on video behind me, he's that little guy there on top of the giant half dome mountain that we've ascended six months ago. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. We dive into the crypto markets, a little bit of the housing market, uh, finances, and then return on investments for higher education and where we see that trending in the future. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, let's jump into one of these topics and then we can come back into riffing and whatever. Yes, sir. Okay, so I made four predictions um, for 2023 that I thought were, were going to happen. Uh, we'll go, I'll read all four out and then we can pick whichever ones we want to go into. Okay. Uh, crypto basically going to crawl to its death. Housing will be in a recession in the sense that prices will come down and volume of sales will go down. Interest rates will be just as high, if not higher. And then the market in terms of like the S&P or the NASDAQ will be higher than it was in 2022. Um, the only thing I think is going to be thrown off in one of those is the interest rates since the collapse of SVB and all those savvy individuals in the risk management department who took that company to the grave. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think a lot of them will hold up. I didn't talk about any AI or chat GPT at the time, but honestly, it was not even on my radar. Like I heard of it and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, most AI is like kind of dumb. You know, most of the things yeah, that you see all... come out, it doesn't actually yeah. work that well. Or you can ask it a simple question and it chokes. It's like most chatbots you use are just terrible. Yeah. So I think I told you like what I was doing in my last job was almost all AI ML kind of stuff. So yeah. like artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, and like we had basically everyone was like trained in the field or they had like some very adjacent um, like computer science with some kind of specialty and like uh, some kind of analytical math or, or et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. it was really funny getting to see, we didn't jump on the bandwagon at all by any stretch of the imagination. I think like having working in the field, we're very tempered with our uh, opinion on AI ML type stuff, mm -hmm. but like just seeing how excited everyone got about like, watching what it could possibly do and it just like became a very quick talking point amongst our team because like you know we see so for example one of the boys on the team his wife like does some kind of like social media marketing something or another okay uh, i don't know the i can't remember exactly what it is i think it's social media marketing with or the data driven something i don't know so it's, she's an influencer potentially is what I'm hearing something to that effect. And basically what he said was, uh, she basically like, she didn't have to spend any more time writing like captions or, or like subtitles for things. Like oh. she could, you could just offshore all that to chat GPT. That's and, true. I actually, yeah. so a couple jobs I applied to, I honestly was like, write me a cover letter and like, here's my qualifications. And it wrote, a perfect cover letter i'm like yeah man i'm like why would anyone write any essay again like personally me like i'm all numbers i hate writing um if i do i'm really efficient at it like when someone says write three to five pages i'm like i can say anything you need to say in three to five sentences like this is just a waste of my time and yours yeah i mean so that's a good point the literary aspect of it i think is cool yeah so with that in mind it kind of like i hate to i don't mean to be like uh sounding the alarms or like the doomsday kind of like <laughs> thing of you know ring the bell tony yeah light the candle 
uh, that like a lot of people are saying that like oh AI is coming for our jobs kind of thing and yeah. to a degree I see how that can be true like if you're in kind of a low technical like I I hate I hope this doesn't sound condescending coming <laughs> from like an be as condescending as possible let all yeah. those poor people know how inferior they are yeah but like if you're like if you're in a job that has that doesn't have like a requirement for abstract thinking or like technical skills or anything right. like that. Yeah, it's a very old school kind of practice, but anyway. hey man, uh, old school is back. That was uh, that was actually one of the trends I was talking about. Oh yeah, weeks that ago. Metro. Yeah, yeah, I was like, old school companies are gonna kick ass this next year because everything that's like new and innovative, like I think they're all kind of getting, you know, they a they've kick, lost a their kick charm. to the huevos. Yeah, I think yeah. the the romance is, is worn off on their. Exactly. charm and now it's like wait a minute this isn't that innovative this is this is pretty average so yeah, it's kind I've of got... the same old thing just new skin right yeah exactly so it's like the everything bubble popping right mm-hmm. we're realizing like uh i don't want to say the emptiness of let's say the emptiness of some of these promises you know like oh yeah like i guess that's like kind of like a slight transition is like this whole company is going public via spac or nfts or like these board ape yacht club uh images it's like all this stuff is like okay cool it's cool to get up behind the hype and like drink the kool-aid but like once you sober up you're like wait a minute i i just bought a thirty thousand dollar picture of a a monkey what have i done (laughs) you know it's like okay if your net worth is like eight or nine figures then that's that's not a real problem in your life that's fine but if you're if you're in the five figure club then it's like what are you doing who invested their whole life savings in crypto hmm. and not just in crypto okay so like i'm sure you heard like over the last few years yeah i would say like the last year there are a bunch of like i guess crypto brokerages i don't know if that's the right word for it they yeah. just like all went bankrupt and went defunct and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. like uh 3ac voyager etc so one mm. of my friends actually had his entire life savings shored up in voyager and i don't Holy know for crap. those that like yeah for those of of you listening that aren't aware um voyager i guess went bankrupt as, as with the tumult of the crypto market lately mm-hmm. and so they filed for bankruptcy and i think it was yep. gosh what's the name it's the uh, sfb sbf what's sbf yeah sbf sam yeah. bankman fraud is how i like to call him <laughs> sam bankman fraud so his company actually won the bid to purchase Voyager in their bankruptcy proceedings. Hmm. And obviously with the collapse of his company, now like people who own assets in Voyager are kind of in like this um, limbo state basically where I guess anything can kind of happen, especially now that there's greater scrutiny on um, crypto brokerages, again, is the only word I can think of. That's basically what it is. I mean, because it's not a bank. That's the thing I think people forget. It's like they're not your money's not insured. Yeah. So and I think what's crazy is that a lot of I think a lot of them started or like the pitch that uh, was kind of given or mm-hmm. the what they were trying to convey or make people believe is that you are actually buying an asset. Like you're purchasing the two hundred dollars that you're giving me is going to own an actual piece of a bitcoin or an actual bitcoin or whatever, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. And I think that that's kind of like the, like, I don't know if you looked at kind of what happened with Voyager, but like the language that was on their site and on their app prior to the 
let's say the Bitcoin or the crypto tumult mm-hmm. um, kind of gave that implication. And then when like crypto tanked, their language started to change on all their websites. Like, oh, you're not actually like kind of conveying the idea that, oh, you're not actually buying any of our crypto. You're not actually owning any assets. And then they filed for bankruptcy like the week after. And I just thought it was... Um, wow. Well, then they like froze. Let me rephrase that. First, they froze withdrawals or transfers and then they ended up mm. like uh, um, filing for bankruptcy. And of course, like I say the week after, that's kind of the timeline in my head, but obviously that's not um, like black and white. That's that's just the impression that I had. The yeah. actual timeline is very different, but it was just interesting seeing that cascade. So you yeah. made the prediction. Sorry, do you mind if I ask <laughs> you a question? Yeah. You said yeah. that like crypto is going to tank. And mm-hmm. can I ask why you think that? Like, um, So I think because I think the whole idea of having like a decentralized asset is not going to stick globally. Like if we look, I guess it depends like what your lens you want to zoom in on. You know, if you're in Argentina where inflation is a hundred percent, then yeah, crypto is probably a pretty less volatile and like stable currency to use as you trade among your community. But if you zoom out, like the world's economy, basically, I think I read a stat where like 60% of the countries have US dollars as their reserve, because like, that's the safest asset to have. Like that's what everyone uses, you know, anyone from you know, Swiss banks to terrorist organizations, like they know the dollars, what people will take and pay. I was going to say, I I think the buzz of it was kind of reached its point. And I think FTX didn't fall. I don't know. I would have felt as strongly about it, but after that happened, I was like, okay, I feel like once you have the biggest guy in the room fall down, everyone loses their confidence and is it, it can easily just fall apart. And I think and also, I think the whole idea of like people who buy into like everything being decentralized, like that's cool. But if there's no one running it, I don't know how long that can really last. You know, it's like, I think having a leader in some type of um, centralized. Let's say hierarchy. Yeah. Some the hierarchy. Exact, the perfect word. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the right word is, but Structure. also like now that like there's a little bit more insight and lens into these people and what they're doing, it's like SPF, clearly a fraud, clearly like just not a great leader or person. Uh, the guy who's running Binance right now, they're being investigated because everything in their business was they're basically- fraud, yeah. Yeah, it's, they literally- the impression. That, yeah, they you know. literally gave people alerts and saying, hey, you should use VPNs. And like, hey, you should, um, like, we're going to be auditing you soon. Like, they were trying to basically help, you know, terrorists or any anyone else who's doing anything illegal on the platform, giving them a heads up. And it's like, I understand like having privacy. Like, you know, if I want to go buy- a gun or something like I, no one else should know I want to do that. But at the same time, if I'm like <laughs> uh, enabling that kind of behavior and that's, I feel like that's a big deal where there has to be some type of oversight. It's kind of like three mile Island effect. <clears throat> this is kind of what we know that term as, if you will, uh, at least like from the engineering side. So basically there's like a big nuclear power plant on three mile Island and it had some kind of like meltdown. And so in the States we're now like, very dubious of nuclear power mm-hmm. and if like since that event i don't remember exactly what year it was in construction of nuclear plants in the u.s trickled to basically zero if you will yeah. like there aren't we don't have nuclear power in the u.s not like a lot of other developed countries like france true. that have a lot more nuclear power than we do which yeah. like is interesting for a variety of reasons but um yeah the idea is that like once you, you kind of get like one big burn 
with the uh, emerging technology people are very quick to like distrust it mm -hmm. um, very readily so we saw that with like nuclear power there was like that concern when if you if people were like involved in like early development of unmanned aircraft systems that, that was another big uh elephant in the room so but i guess it's interesting to, that you're saying that with regards to like a fintech aspect of like the decentralized currency so you're right like in the lebanese pound for example is like backed more or less by the u.s dollar uh i'm lebanese so obviously i'm very yeah uh, yeah full disclosure tony's lebanese yeah. <laughs> we're doing doing great let me tell you yeah. but, uh, the currency tank like yeah huge economic fallout uh with after the protests and like seeing all the government corruption and mismanagement and so the value of the lebanese pound was always kind of pegged against the u.s dollar um at like 1500 lebanese pounds equal equates to one u.s dollar after that like it has exploded i don't know the exact number but it's well over like 10,000 lebanese pounds getting pinned or being pegged to one U.S. dollar. So, like, inflation is rampant in Lebanon, obviously. And there are a bunch of problems, like, that are resulting from this. So there actually was a black market for U.S. dollars because, again, it was kind of the uh, the underlying structure, I guess, that a lot of our banking systems worked on were the U.S. dollar. Mm -hmm. And so after seeing... I just, I just thought it was a very interesting point. So yeah, kind of losing the shine of a decentralized currency is, is it, it like, again, taking that kind of perspective on crypto and one does very much feel that, you know, maybe it won't ever shine again. But I think a lot of people from the engineering side, the kind of the value in cryptocurrencies are a lot of these shared processing yeah, the decentralized like computations. Yes, exactly. I think that still that the beauty of decentralized computations is being able to like off board a lot of calculations to a uh, a wide network, a worldwide network, if you will, of of um, other processing units. Like, there's still a lot of attraction, or there's a lot of appeal to that um, from an engineering perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when you look at like cloud computing and, and all these things like clusters and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yes, I would say maybe crypto currencies have lost a lot of their shine as a decentralized fiscal unit, financial unit, economic right. unit. But um, a lot of the technologies are like some of the people who are really invested in cryptocurrencies for the technologies that they bring are like really doubling down on it now. Like, yeah, it's not the best asset perhaps to own, but um, a lot of people, a lot of people on the engineering side are very, very, very invested in the uh, engineering technology behind it. Yeah, and that's the part I think I don't know. Most people don't understand the technology; they just see the hype in a particular coin and like, oh, Dogecoin, gonna buy it. And it's like, yeah, nah, I don't know if that's really the best approach to take. So I think the the Doge coins and the other obscure named ones that I just don't all think those are going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I would say most consumers actually were kind of invested in crypto kind of for that sake, you know, like they weren't interested in. It's not that they weren't interested. 
but the average consumer probably wasn't aware of like the behind the scenes computer science engineering math cryptography etc that went into all these cryptocurrencies they were i feel like the vast majority of consumers were kind of buying the hype and the only reason why i say that is because like again working in a tech field and being just inundated with people who work in cryptography and like all these different fields Mm -hmm. i would say there's such a small population of people that expressed interest or spoke about that side of it compared like maybe five of my 100 coworkers talked about the engineering marvel behind cryptocurrencies and then of my 100 coworkers that is outscaled by the 1000 friends acquaintances that i would run into talking about the financial aspect of yeah. cryptocurrencies so no, that's a good point yeah i think you have to separate the two the technology and then the actual coins that are traded on it yeah. um and we'll see i mean maybe the the technology will be used for some of the purposes in the future and that'll be fine. But I think the majority, and I, I guess I'm thinking of like NFTs and, you know, the board ape stuff. It's like, I feel like that kind of stuff will just die out because we kind of had a period of when COVID hit and all the stimulus money hit the economy and everyone was just like, once they knew they're going to be okay and they had flush with cash, like, Oh, cocaine and yeah, champagne was- every night for dinner then, I guess. Cause uh, there's just money being just stacked around me. So this is fine. Yeah. And now I that think, things are starting to contract and become a little bit more efficient, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this was not a good idea. I agree wholeheartedly. I, when I, I got like my stimulus check, which um, I guess full disclosure, it didn't, it for me wasn't something that I needed to help make ends meet during the COVID no. time. Like, I feel like it should have been people like, making less than like 30,000 a year or something should have gotten yeah. it. That people that work at like at restaurants, it's like, yeah, those are the people yep. that needed the money, not me. Yeah, there's like a whole, yeah, I think we needed a much better, um, something more targeted, but I think it was also like, they had to do something fast. They're just like, okay, everyone money. Boom. Here's checks. Yeah. So, so with that in mind, like it was kind of loose change. I think Mm -hmm. that sounds very privileged, but no, um, but I mean, it was like $1,500 or whatever we got a couple of times is like, that's not going to change your life. You know, that is, uh, I don't want to say coffee money, but it's not, (laughs) it's not going to change your financial position unless you put it all it's not enough to like change your life with. And if you've already like kind of planned out your finances pretty well, I would say it's like nice to have, but not like, again, not, it can't really contribute anything too meaningfully to any expenses that we have nowadays. Like who's still paying $1,500 a month for rent Mm -hmm. or less. Like I would say there are very few people in along the Eastern seaboard at least. Yeah, for sure. uh, Or any kind of like large city. So all that to say, I took some of that money and just like for fun, I invested it in crypto like, yeah. <laughs> just too. to see what would happen. Like, see, can I, can I like make a profit off this? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, I don't think anyone, if they kept their money in crypto from at that moment, if it's still in that exact same asset, I think most of us are negative currently, but yeah, you know, I'm for, for sure time, negative. Yeah, don't come for, to me for crypto advice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but I should for, disclose that how much money I've lost, but I've only lost like a couple hundred bucks. It wasn't like I put the yeah. whole stimmy check on it. Yeah, same. I'm, I think I lost like 20 bucks total. So, mm-hmm. but you, I mean, like it was definitely a fun kind of exercise to like buy, sell certain times and see how much you could come up with. So like, I think I, in the first month, I probably went up $200 
and then you know with the fallout afterwards i'm like negative 20 so yeah whatever. <laughs> um phd would you recommend an average person getting one since you've gotten one i would say no um okay. only take i would if you love learning and you really want to be like an expert in one particular thing you want like the time to dissect some kind of subject go for a phd it's is that if you're just looking for like to increase your paycheck don't go for a phd <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a good trend to uh, say. It's like, okay, you want to make more money? Bachelors and bounce. Yeah. Actually, it, what he recommended was get your master's because like, okay, okay. so if you look at the time investment versus the the return, let's say, on investment from education, you have a huge increase on the return going from a bachelor's to a master's. You're now like, now you have a graduate degree. You're You at least demonstrated like, critical thinking skills up to a level that would probably get you into a PhD program, but it's two years at the, like, let's say about two years for a master's. And then from, so you get like, let's say you put in two years and you get like a 30% increase on your salary to go from a master's to a PhD. Now you're spending another years, five years, depending on what your dissertation looks like. Mm -hmm. And then relative to to a master's, you're probably getting another like, five to 10% increase on your salary. So when you look at how much you're investing time and what you're getting out of it, if it's just a financial move or like a career growth move, do not get a PhD, stick to the master's and go get work experience instead. If you love a subject and you want to learn, go get a PhD. That's like the name. uh, Like if you get a PhD, philosophia, the love of wisdom. So. Okay. Oh, good to know. Uh, what do you think the best company will be in the next 10 years? I feel like the last 10 years, it's been like, honestly, Microsoft would be my opinion, but the next 10. Next 10. That's a tough one. So I definitely, you're right. Like Microsoft is, Microsoft is omnipresent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like any machine you download. And like, when you think of how many computers are owned by the, or I don't know, think of like your work environment, how many computers they own and how many of those have Windows or Microsoft products on them. It's yeah. a huge number. Like Absolutely. they can only really grow, especially with the development of our internet world. Um, I think the uh, number one, that's tough. I would say, I know this is going to sound really bougie. Apple's not one to sleep on because with their privacy work, I think they're really like kind of paving the way that mm-hmm. a lot of companies are um, trying to get on. So I think the privacy concerns are growing so quickly that Apple and similar companies are really have a leg up on some of the other ones out there. So okay. if you look That's at the fair. tech space. Hey, I agree. I think those two have really separated themselves. I have the, like the Fang M stocks. It's really just Apple and Microsoft now. Every yeah. other trillion dollar company has gotten kicked out. Tesla, okay. Amazon, all of them. So I agree with you. Uh, 